Hi everyone, this is Dave at Maximum Edge CIC and Martin at Clear Futures Communities CIC. If you want to give us a listen, like and share, you can find both organisations online at Facebook and Twitter and they've also got their own websites. So enjoy the podcast and we'll be back again soon. Thank you. Afternoon Dave, you okay? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Are you still as... uh... He's still as popular. He's still. Uh, how's the uh, how's the fame status going around uh, around your end? Oh, it's good. Since I started my um, my podcast career, I've never looked back. To be honest, <laughs> have you ever looked back to what's behind you though? That's the problem. <laughs> no, I'm frightened <laughs> <laughs> of all the faces people are pulling at you. <laughs> I get I get that. So don't worry about that. You'll get used to that. What's, what's um, the old saying? Self praise is no recommendation. Correct, correct, correct. Um, I was I was laughing last week because uh, obviously before before we start the the business end of the podcast, um, I know me and you were giggling regarding the um, me going round counting the rainbows, you know, going for a walk with my eight year old. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I I had a bit of a rocky moment where where I won. Um, I, I've just absolutely been been. I've been beaten like you wouldn't believe nearly every day I've been out. I've even tried to change locations and walk different routes and I keep get I just keep coming unstuck. Yeah. So I'm just I'm not I'm go, I'm going to rest my uh, I'm going to I'm going to rest my competitive head <laughs> for a, for a couple of days just so that I can get my head around the fact that that I'm, I'm I've been beaten, you know what I mean? So I know you were giggling at it when I, when I was telling you about yeah, it. I think, I think you do, we do need to sit down and have a good chat about this when we come out of the, uh, <laughs> the lockdown. There's, 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 a difference, there's a difference between being competitive with, with, with an eight-year-old and just being bang out of order. But we'll talk about that for another day. <clears throat> it's keeping him entertained and it's keeping me entertained, so we're okay. How have you found individuals around you? Different coping mechanisms. Have you have you noticed any differences at all now as we're we're getting deeper into this lockdown? Yeah, I think it's been like you know we we spoke initially about it going through stages, and I don't know about you, but sort of at my end, I've felt people are like probably just about getting to the end of the tether a little bit with it, where the novelty values wore off. We've obviously we've had we've had the grief and we've had the you know. The, all the everything, all the appreciation for for the frontline people, and then seeing the the death toll rise and 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 peak and, and the the concern about that. But I think we're getting into a bit of a period now where I think I know certainly the people around me um, are looking for some kind of uh, date or, or or time. And I know it's been spoken about in the media about exit strategies, and they understand why the government aren't and can't do it, but. I just think if it goes on another week or two or three, I think that's when we are really going to have to start, you know, looking closely at how people are dealing with it. Because I think, I think three, four weeks is like, all right, okay, you know, we, we know what we're doing, we, we we understand why we're doing it. But I think we're getting into uncharted waters a little bit now. Once we start getting into week five and six, I think, you know, we need to be more aware of how people are coping with it, and I think everything's got to, going to have to be sort of ramped up on the support side. I don't know what you find with, with you know, with, with the, the people around you. I've noticed, um, first of all, a, a big a big emphasis 
on work and family. That's mm. that's what I've been getting off off the clients that I'm coaching. First of all, it was work, worrying around work. Um, a few of them have been working from home, which creates its own problems with the school closing and just managing that family environment. And then once that became a norm, and I've asked a few clients why I've been coaching them this week, once they got used to that and that became a norm, so they've set a workstation up at home and, and, and they've got their hours set and they know what they're doing and, and various areas like that, then a couple of them have said to me they've started focusing in on the, on the families. Um, again, speaking to different organisations, when that process has started to happen in the community, um, I think what it's done for some of the agencies, it's highlighted individuals who are in not in good relationships um, for, for them as individuals. So the upkeep of pressure, managing the self, managing the self-talk, um, just understanding that um, people or, or the people that they're living with are bouncing off each other more the longer this goes on. Mm-hmm. And some people are bouncing off it in a positive way regarding support, but some people are venting as well. And I've seen the stuff in the press where they've said, obviously, that the different levels of complaints and different levels of coping strategies and self-management are probably being tested now mm. because of the length of time what you just spoke about. Mm. So, so I think now, once people who are working from home have got the self into a routine, then they've started focusing on the families, which is fine. And now they've, they've, they've got that routine going. I think what I'm waiting for really is what's the next thing to change? Mm-hmm. So will there be nerves about people going out? Will people take the easy option really and carry on staying in as a self-protective? Um, will they feel and how will they manage the self internally? The thought of going back to work and mingling, mingling with um, with larger groups and larger numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was sat with, again, a female client last week, and, and she said, I'm, I'm genuinely frightened of going back to work because we're working in an open office, and I know it's not just going to be a massive, like, cut-off date. You know, as an example, I don't know, let's just have a look at the 2nd of May. She knows if she goes and work on the 3rd of May um, that it, it's not gone away, really. So, so I think it's coping with that. And I think what people have started doing is is doing a bit of fortune telling in their head, um, preparing themselves for different things that's going to come up once they've got themselves settled, if that makes sense. Mm. Have, yeah. have, you, have you found with your clients some different routines? The routines have changed and how they've changed? Or... Yeah, I, th- I think, like, I mean, I, obviously I've got a first hand at home because I've got my eldest daughter working from home but then the yeah. young daughter's going out to work because she's like she's classed as a key worker she works on a fraud team for the bank so for uh, she, she's got to go got to go into work but uh, what we've just been trying to do and i'll be dead honest as motivated as i am and we both are there's been certain days where they've looked at me and they've gone dad they're just like you know i know i know that they give me that look where i know they're climbing the walls and i think yeah. it is becoming d- d- difficult to, to to mix it up but i think What's come across with my family and with some of the, the, the clients and, and, and family members and friends who I've been dealing with, it's the uncertainty of knowing when it is. Because I think 
as individuals, especially in this in this modern day, everything's on timescales. So it's yeah. I'm, I'm on I'm on holiday for two weeks. I'm saving for Christmas. I'm doing this. It's her birthday. We're going for a meal. Our lives are like military exercises, but this is the first time in our in, in, in our lifetime, you know, without being dramatic, where we can't plan. We yeah. don't know, we don't know whether we can go on holiday this year. We don't know whether we can celebrate Auntie Vera's birthday or so and so's twenty first or the, the, so 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 all them all them variables and uncertainties are obviously gonna be causing anxiety. Um, and upset as it goes. The other thing which uh, somebody um, highlighted to me, not just the people, you know, um, you know, the people who've died from from coronavirus, but, but people who've died from from other complaints. So people who've had heart attacks or, or cancer patients who've passed away. You know, I only thought about this for the first time a couple of days ago. Imagine losing someone close to you, whatever the illness is, and not being able to. One, be there when they pass away to be holding a hand or to comfort them, but also to celebrate their lives when they've gone because I know there's only 10 people allowed at funerals. So every day I'm hearing different things and I'm going, wow, I just haven't thought about that or you don't think about this. So I just, and I think, you know, and there's loads more stuff that we haven't heard about that people will be struggling with. And the further we go into it, the the worse that will be. Um, So, I think it's I think it's just a case of you know holding tight for a couple of weeks and hoping that the government you know are able to say to us at some point, listen, if we can do this for another three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, and we have some kind of date to aim to, I think that will give the nation a massive boost. But I also understand that the government can't do it because they don't want to give false hope. I was just thinking, Dave. Obviously, you have a lot more corporate clients than me and I know we've spoken about people working from home but what what I wanted to ask you was how are the how are the businesses dealing with it? I know there's been like help from the government and there's been the furlough scheme but when you're speaking to the MDs what are their thoughts on it? Because I haven't spoken to you about that. Um it's been mixed to be honest. Uh some of the some of the smaller businesses are, are looking at just survival to be honest. And, and, and along with that comes people's livelihoods and that will affect how they're functioning really and the thought processes, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before. So when you, <clears throat> when, you, when you increase the pressure of running a business, going back to what you were saying earlier on, it's unprecedented this. So there's no, there's no anchor points that you can go back to and go, you know, what did I do then, or how did we cope with this, or how did we cope with that? Mm-hmm. So, so that's created that frustration, I think, and, and lack of control around their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bigger corporates that I work with have been more, I think they've been more understanding with staff than anybody thought. They've put a lot of things in place for staff to support them. Um, be it either working from home or flexible working. Um, I've been doing a lot of coaching online as I'm speaking with you now, and they put that in place around the health and wellbeing agendas. So I think the health and wellbeing agenda, the mental health agendas that are that are in there now under ISO, have been really, really sort of important for individuals sitting at home. 
Um, because the whole point of going to work in whatever area or, or place that, we, that, that they're doing it is that they're functioning with people. So when you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, when you look at the um, the teamwork element of of personal development, we we function higher when we're working with people, and and that's been taken away. Mm-hmm. So I was on a video call the other week, where uh, last week, where, where one of the lads basically said to me, you know, I'm really missing, I'm missing the commute and the variety of saying good morning and, and speaking to not people where he's going for a, where he's going for a meeting with, but all the periphery communication, walking mm-hmm. in, general information, chatting with receptionists, different topics that will come up there, you know, have you had a good weekend, is everything okay? So the relationships that they've got, and I call them sort of second phase relationships really. Um, then you're walking through an office and if if you're walking through an office on a regular basis, you're going to meet eye contact with people and, and then the same on when you're leaving. So I think that that's unusual because it's just been cut dead. Mm-hmm. So I think the corporates understand that. And obviously they've got more more finances and, and the, 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 the bigger setups anyway. And definitely in line with the, the health and well-being. So, so, so the coaching that I've been doing is, is, is listening to people sometimes just go through a mental process themselves of how they feel because they're not getting that. So they may be just going, cut straight to the chase and do a video call. But there's an acknowledgement now that, that it, it feels okay, but there just seems like there's something missing. And mm-hmm. I think what's missing is the human interaction, mm-hmm. the physical bit around that we're used to doing um, as consultants, really. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, <clears throat> so the, the, the smaller businesses for me are still, some of them are still numb because they're focusing just on keeping going and literally moving from one day to the next and some of them putting the hand up and asking for help. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, um, that's a very personal experience that when you're a business owner and you're showing, you're showing that, um, that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. To, to individuals around you or your peers because mm-hmm. the danger is and that's where probably my support and your support come in you know your general md of a small company will go in and everybody asks him for the reasons mm-hmm. she, or, or she'll walk in sat behind a desk and three or four employees they'll be asking her for direction mm-hmm. because she's the leader mm-hmm. and so so where do they go who do they ask mm-hmm. uh, there's the peer of the referral networking system that I'm aware of. Um, and I've had a lot of personal support from that um, with me being a small business, with the networking events that I'm I'm plugged into and the characters that I know who were, who were also running small businesses, similar to me and you, our relationship, what we're doing. But if you've not got that, um, that too is tough mm. because you're going home. And sometimes, you know, you, you, the journey home isn't a journey home. You're just closing your laptop and moving into another room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so there's a lot of issues there and a lot of things that I, I've been just listening to, to be honest. Uh, I've not done a lot of strategy because, going back to what you've said, there, there, there isn't a strategy. You know, there's no strategy at all because nobody knows. Mm. Um, 
it's just a matter of turning from, and there's different terminologies. What me and you do, I know, <laughs> I know, I get called a few names, and I know you do, and on a on a humorous note, but um, it's being a good listener. I've found the listening skills element of my role linked straight across from corporates to small businesses to the third sector. Mm-hmm. It's it's heightening the listening skills rather than going in there with strategies or going in there with different tools that we'll have as coaches mm. where, where individuals can see the businesses in that and or we'll move forward. Things like growth plans and various things like that completely gone out the window now. You know, it's, mm. it's about individuals surviving and genuinely looking at themselves. Mm. Side of it as well, and I think I can say this, when some people have a look at themselves, they don't like what they see. Mm. So when they stick their hand up, and and they, they basically go, you know, have you got a bit of help? Well, you've built a brand over the last five to ten years, however you've conducted yourself in business. Mm-hmm. And I've also found people have stuck their hand up and said, can you help? And genuinely, some people have said no. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, there's a, I've had different reflections on how people have treated people in the past mm-hmm. and how they've, how they've communicated with them, um, how they've done business with them. And I don't. I think this is quite a unique scenario where they probably wouldn't have had feedback like what they've had about. Can you come and help me? Well, actually, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's a bit brutal, that, isn't it? When you when yeah. somebody says, "No, I don't want to. I don't. I don't really want to. I don't want to be involved." Mm-hmm. So, so I think sometimes the reflection has been painful for some of the smaller business owners that I've been working mm-hmm. with because it's made them look at, at how they're functioning not just mm-hmm. looking at the spreadsheet or mm-hmm. looking at the top line and the business incomes or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but also how they're treating staff, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so there's, there's a lot there that's what I'm getting at. Um, we, we, it, it comes under that umbrella of coping and mm-hmm. different coping mechanisms. And it, it's, it's interesting. I know how I feel when I'm took out my comfort zone, when I've got no, um, when I've got no, there's a, there's a classic book out there in Move My Cheese, which is, which is quite interesting. This has just basically, if you, if anybody listening to this has ever read the book, it, it's settling your life around something that, that that is so safe and secure that, that you lose the elements of agility and you lose resilience. So when somebody comes along and moves your cheese, as in moves you, just completely this virus has gone blanket, just shut down, it's unprecedented. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed the pressures out there are increasing as long as this is going on. Uh, I mean, m- moving away from the corporates and the working elements, obviously we both work in the community as well, and there's a lot of organisations been contacting me and I'm doing video calls around keeping that support going for, for the most needy in society, uh, the ones who are who sadly are living chaotic lifestyles and they've got low levels of resilience and the lifestyle management element of it, they've probably never looked at it because they've just been doing what they do, really. Um, how have you, have you noticed any 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 changes in, in the way that businesses or charities and or voluntary organisations are interacting with you? Because I know you sent a, a powerful Facebook out Facebook message out, probably mm. two weeks now. Mm. Um, 
I just want to just want you to expand on that for us, Martin, please, because I think that shows both angles. It shows a, 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 um, a level of, of people in need holding their hand up and saying, can you come and help me? But it also shows the, the positive element of the community of, of giving and supporting. So do you just want to elaborate on that for us, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been amazing. You're right, it was a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> um, we seen a post from an organisation who was basically appealing for, for some food, for some non-perishable food, because what they were experiencing was they normally get supplied by the big supermarkets. And because of the shortage in food, obviously the knock-on was they weren't getting the normal supply that they would off the supermarkets because it's normally the, the stuff that's gone, you know, was going out to date that day or the day before. Yeah. But because the shelves are being cleared, that wasn't happening. So I was like, wow, you know, again, something else you just don't think of. So between... Um, you know the, the 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 Facebook friends that that that, we, that I've got and, and you've got and and, uh, and Katie, your wife has got, and my wife Louise has got. We just we just threw it out there, and the response was just absolutely incredible. It just like created a monster. I'm like I'm coming out to my front door at like seven in the morning. There's three carry bags full of food by my front door that one of the neighbours has dropped. We're going out and doing collections, so we're doing it on two levels. So because of the the uh, response that we got, um, and obviously because of the self-isolating, we've been setting up days where we say to people, right, okay, we're going to be in this area at this time between 12 and 1 or 1 and 2, and people have been leaving the bags outside the front door, and we've been going, picking the non-perishable stuff up like two, three times a week and storing that in, in, a, in a central location. But then we've been going to two... Um, medium-sized supermarkets um, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a daily basis and picking up the fresh stuff. Um, and we've ended up with um, like four stroke five organisations that were supporting. So so a couple, a couple of them are specific homeless um, organisations, homeless charities. Yeah. So the Teardrops in St. Helens who we've yeah. worked with in the past. There's an organisation across in Liverpool in Boothall called uh, Bosco House. They, right. they deal specifically with, 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 the, with the homeless issue. Yeah. Uh, but then we've got other community hubs that are basically uh, supporting vulnerable families and people who are in crisis. Yeah. So, we, so we've got um, a primary school in Anfield and Liverpool that we're supporting. Yeah. We're supporting um, the Fazakli uh, Community Federation. Um, yeah. They're doing amazing work down there. Then we go up to uh, Kirby, Nosley. And we're also looking at uh, going up to Skelmersdale as well. There's a, there's a, there's a food bank up there that, that we're going to be helping. Right. Um, so basically what we're doing is we're going and taking the non-perishable stuff and, and, and a mix of the fresh stuff as well. Um, obviously, we've had to be you know, quite honest with them and say that you know, this isn't something that we normally do, but we've just yeah. responded to an appeal. Um, we've had an amazing response. And while... Me and my missus of you know having that to self isolate through for any health issues while we're while we're able to do it, um, we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to do it, um, you know so so yeah and but what it's also done as as you and I have discussed is, uh, and I've spoke to this about this to some of the organisations. What it's done is it's got us it's opened us up to other networks and to work with other partners that we normally wouldn't have been able to work with. So I think. Yeah. That's something really good that's come out of this. The fact that 
I think partnership working within the community, not just with us, but I know I know yourself. You've offered a lot of uh, remote and, and and online support yeah. to organisations that you didn't even know existed who've reached out to you via other channels. So I I, I think it goes to show the level of community spirit, um, not just in you know in the third sector, but across businesses and residential as well. Um, you know. I think I think what what also <clears throat> some of the, the organisations that you that you're highlighting or the types of organisations that you're highlighting they're set up for the next phase, which is the delivery to the most at risk. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the the support mechanism that I've tried to put in place when you say about online is offering the podcasts and offering the, the learning that we've got through those types of organisations so that we know it's getting to the people who need it. So Mm. it's quite interesting listening to you because obviously we've both been doing it physically around the deliveries and the picking ups, what you've done and how you've done that as as clear futures. But also it's been happening online as well with the personal development stuff that I'm doing. Mm. And when you put the two together, I know some of the feedback that I've had from the organisations um, again, it goes from putting your hand up and going, "Can you help me?" And then obviously, you you, you spin around the corner in your clear futures van full of food, and and it's 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 a very powerful, very powerful tool to go. There you go. You can have that. You know, it's been donated. Um, the, the 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 individuals who have self isolated and left the carrier bags at the end of the drive, you've gone and picked them up. And it's important that, and we mean you spoke about the evidence elements of it. I think going forward, it'll be when, when we come out of this, it'll be interesting to sit and do a couple of interviews mm-hmm. and try and get the interviews on the websites of how people have felt through this period. Not mm-hmm. just, I, I wouldn't, and this is just me personally, I wouldn't necessarily go to families or individuals who have benefited from food parcels. Because sometimes it's a very humbling experience to say, yes, I do need them. Mm. But I think certainly we could do some interviews with the the, the people and the, the characters who have donated to you, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, from the community. And also, if, we, if, if, we're, if we're able, um, we get permission to interview some of the shop managers that you've been interacting with and their views on it. Mm. And then start speaking with these community organisations of how they felt just to receive and and just to start building new relationships, the likes of Clay Futures, Addition, Not Addiction. Uh, we've got Horizon in there. We've got um, we've got Maximum Edge. It's you're right. It's almost groundbreaking when you look at how social media has been positive. Mm. And I think there's a lot of th- stuff out there around the negative elements of social media. Mm. But I think from one from from a series of for you, Facebook sort of um, Facebook communications, let's call it. Um, what's come out of it two weeks later? Uh-huh. You know what I mean. And I think there's a lot of emotion along there. There's a lot of. I know you've told me different stories about some of the individuals. We won't go into them today, but where, where they just they want to do a little bit of good. So yeah. they're they're in their own little world, and they're looking at the cupboards, and the cupboards might be full, and they're thinking, "I'm gone." I, want, I could go and do this and I could go and do that. It's it's mm-hmm. very powerful. So I think yeah. 
I think there's a lot, there's been a lot there, Martin, and I think as these podcasts go forward, um, a lot of the organisations that we're speaking about, hopefully we'll start building those relationships and partnerships and making them stronger. Again, just to create an anchor. We're hoping this will never happen again, but we don't know, do we? No. I think what what we're showing is, if we share and we're sensible about it, and we treat people with respect, it, it, it'll come back. It'll come back tenfold. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, you know, I was just sitting there thinking about it then. I mean, you and I sat down <clears throat> probably nearly four weeks ago and, and sort of, you know, we, we was thinking about what we could do and how we were going to have to change and be creative and, and be yeah. effective in our businesses. And I'll be dead honest, there was a couple of days back there where, you know, I, I I couldn't really visualise that. I knew, I knew we would do I knew we would do something, and then within like 24 hours, um, you know, we come back to each other. You you got all got over all of the uh, the online stuff and the and the and the remote stuff, yeah. and then, and then I'd started with the with, with with the food, and I just think what we what we should realise is sort of like how strong. We've been together as as a partnership because we're, we're we're tackling it from two different sides, but coming together, um, you know, really well. So I think our partnership has been a good, you know, a good first hand example of, of what you can achieve when you when you, when you pull different skill sets and, and assets I, together. Really, I I agree, and and I've had different requests um, from different individuals to. To, to, to come on these podcasts with me and you um i think they i think they want to go on with you rather than me to be honest <laughs> you know you've been because you, you are such a superstar now out there so i'll 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 frame it in my mind where they're actually requesting to do a podcast with you and i'll just be there if that's okay but i i, I have a, there's we can use first name terms you know there's the, the lads dave who's doing some of the podcasts in the background We've just released um, a new one around mindset, uh, and we've we've initially we've initially constructed it around young people, but as as we've put when we've when Katie sent it out, it, it's it's general really, mm. you know it, it is that. So Dave's been really really positive about using his time <clears throat> to create these podcasts away from what me and you are doing in regards chatting. Um, I've had Mark who, who's involved with the community and he said he wants to come up come on and just from his point of view of the stuff that he's done because he runs um regarding bikes and cycles and saddle up and stuff like that and i've had another guy uh, called dan who's had um a community library really turn into a food bank and a food hub so and they've, they've been listening to obviously our, our podcasts and as I've said before, I think deep down they want to be on a podcast with you, but I'll just be there. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Oh, As I said, I, I have had the BBC on. Uh, <laughs> Peter, Peter Crouch hasn't been happy at all uh, with, all the, with all the attention I've been getting. So you know, don't don't take it the wrong way. If I just stop returning your calls in the next couple of weeks, and then you hear me on Radio Five. <laughs> I'm okay with that, mate. Don't worry about that. So I think I think for me. Um, same again. Thanks for your time, Martin. And we'll speak soon. Yeah, catch you soon. Cheers, Bob. Bob.